Ladies and gentlemen, welcome into another episode of the College Football Podcast here presented by the Betting Predators. I am your host, Justin Rodriguez. You can find me on Twitter as always, at CoachJRod1. I am blessed and humbled to be joined for eight weeks straight by one of the best football, baseball, basketball, hockey, whatever, golf, handicappers in all of the world. It's my Uncle Dave. He wants to give me more DNA tests. It's not going to happen. I passed it one time. I'm not going through that again. You can find him on Twitter at Dave underscore Essler. Uncle Dave, I'm 0-2 in the last two weeks on my best bet. Is it time for you and the listeners to pay? Wait, wait, wait. You're going about this all wrong. Did you win five in a row before I did. I did. The fact of the matter is you don't, you know, if you're going to be a tout, what you really want to do is go, I'm 71% on my best bets on this podcast. That's not a bad idea, but Uncle Dave, I think about the listeners that joined in a couple weeks ago and they go, man, Coach J-Rod sucks. He has this passion and integrity and he's throwing out all this and he's 0-2. So I'm going to stick with I'm 0-2 because I'm only, only as good as my recency bias is. Well, welcome to my world there, uh, nephew Justin. Listen. It has to get better. Um, fade me if you want. Um, I'm always going to come with the passion. I'm always going to come with what I think is the right side. You know, and 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 I'm not going to give myself excuses, but two weeks in a row on both losses, I was in play on the last play of the game. I, I could have hit. They just don't fall sometimes. And sometimes you're not on the right side. And uh, sometimes you are. And at the end of the day, it doesn't matter what the right side is. Um, if the ticket doesn't cash, we don't care. Is that right? Yeah, I mean, that's another pet peeve of mine, my friend, is these touts and, and Twitter people that will take a loss like you did and everybody else, oh, you had the right side. Well, no, no, you didn't. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. The bank account will tell you what the right side was. Exactly, you know. I mean, it's, it's, uh, it's a crazy biz. Now, I, I want to be clear to the listeners, you know, guys, um, you can find Uncle Dave on pregame.com. He gives out his premium picks over there. Um, I think it's a healthy investment for you. We are picking the five most influential games for the week. These are not necessarily our five best bets or uh, the five games that we would necessarily play. These are the five games that we think are going to be the most watched with the most anticipation um, for you guys because you guys ain't going to be watching UTEP versus who, who knows, University of Phoenix. Um, on Saturday at nine o'clock. Um, so we want to give you guys, the listeners, uh, something that's good to watch, something that we can provide input on. Um, and, uh, you know, we try to do the best with the five that we have, take it or leave it. Uh, but this is free content um, from one of the best in the business. But Uncle Dave, let's stop talking about it. Let's be about it. Without further ado, we have number eight, Oklahoma State. They're 6-0. and They're traveling to Iowa State, the Cyclones. We talked about them being one of the most disappointing teams this year in college football. Opening line, Iowa State minus 5.5, over under 47. Current line, Iowa State minus 7, over under 47.5. Uncle Dave, if you don't mind, I'm ready to get back on that horse. Will you give me the floor because I'm about to get mad. Um, I will, uh, I will let you have it or I'll take it. it. You're the, you're the host. I'm going, I'm pushing you off to the side. I'm owing two and I'm pissed. This line stinks. How are we talking about this being a seven point game? 
Oklahoma State just beat a Texas team, which I believe is far better than the team that they're going to play over here in Ames. I do not understand this line. I'm on a two-game losing streak, and I want winners. I'm not going to sit here and babble on about stats and football and this and that. At the end of the day, bookies, line makers, they're smart people. They like to trap the better. They like to trap the squares. Everybody in the world is looking at this and saying, wow, that's number eight, six and O team. And they just beat Texas and they beat Baylor. And well, Iowa state didn't beat Baylor. And oh my gosh, it's a seven point game. Well, geez, you gotta go with the undefeated team. They're trapping you, uncle Dave. This line sucks. It's too good to be true. The line started at five and a half. The tickets and the money have come in on Oklahoma State. That line should be going down. It is not. It has creeped up to seven. That's a touchdown. I'm not going to fall in the trap. I don't give a crap about the football reasoning. This is just a pure line movement, and I want to be on the right side. I'm not going to be the sucker better this week. I'll go down and I'll die on this stone right here. It does not matter to me. Give me the hot or give me the uh, cyclones minus seven. For no other reason than the bookmakers are trying to trap us here. Is that your best bet? My best bet. That's it. Really? Well, I'm I'm not going to talk you off the ledge. I'm afraid to say. I wish I could because it's it's good media, um, but I, I I'm inclined to agree with you because you know I've kind of followed Oklahoma State, and earlier this year I thought they falling apart after beating Missouri State by seven, Tulsa by five. You know, both those games are at home as well. So, you know, then they beat a Baylor team that's better than we thought. And last week beat Texas on the road. So, you know, they are trending in the right direction. And we think Iowa State could be trending in the other direction with, uh, but both their losses were ranked teams. And, and, and yet they're significant favorites now uh, being unranked anymore against the eighth ranked Oklahoma state Cowboys. So I'm inclined to agree with you for that reason alone. That's usually a dead giveaway that the favorite is the right side. And, you know, I can make a good case for both sides. I can make a better case for the total too. I mean, I've been impressed with the Cowboys defense. You know, they only allowed 24 to a good Texas offense last week. And and that was the most they've given up this season. So, you know, what we've come to know about Oklahoma state, is that they have a dynamic offense, but I don't think that's just no longer true. I mean, not only was the 32 against Texas a season high, but they throw the ball only 35% of the time. And that, uh, to put that in context, is 123rd in the nation. You know, I was hoping for a bigger number here with that total, and it only 47-ish, uh, that over is tempting, but I think it's wrong. You know, I know Iowa State's averaging 37 points a game, but 107 of their points this year came against Kansas and UNLV, so... Uh, I like this under, and I also do like Iowa State. Yeah, this is, I mean, when I looked at it, I was flabbergasted. I mean, five and a half with an undefeated team coming into town, Iowa State on a national stage has been less than impressive. The money keeps on coming in on Oklahoma State. Um, Iowa State's grown to seven, like we said. Um, When you look at this just from the line standpoint, like I was trying to make the point, doesn't that tend um, to believe that the line makers know something maybe more than the general public doesn't or isn't looking at? Well, I think this early, I guess it's not really early anymore. It is Thursday afternoon um, in the betting cycle. Um, you know, I, I think that, uh, you know, I mean, they're not always trying to get balanced action and, and it opened up probably where it should have. 
I think they were probably trying to attract Oklahoma State money, uh, knowing that Oklahoma State's eighth, and you know maybe they'd get a big public public windfall on the Cowboys, and they didn't get it. And you know the rest is history. It, 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 you know the bigger money came in on on the Cyclones, and they have no 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 choice but to move it. And you know the very fact that it went through six, through six and a half, and it now is at seven. Um, I think that's a that's pretty telling. Yeah, I understand. It just to me, I hated it with every part of my body because when I look at it from that football aspect, I could see both sides. I lean more Oklahoma State, but this line over the years has gotten me in trouble, and I just know better. Um, I know that they're trying to trap square people. No offense to our square listeners out there, but I'm just not going to be in it, and I'm actually going to go the other way. Maybe I'm trying to be too sharp, but I'd rather be on that side than the latter. Let's go ahead and move on. We have unranked Clemson. <clears throat> Let me say that again. We have unranked Clemson at number 23, Pitt. Pitt's five and one, Clemson four and two. Opening line, Pitt minus three, over under 47 and a half. Current line, Pitt stayed at minus three, over under 48. Uncle Dave, I think that the public is finally, finally catching up that Clemson is not what we thought. Looking back to week one, can we really believe that that game against Georgia was as close as it was? I feel like the public for the first time is going to start to kind of go against them. I'm not ready to give up three points and bet against Dabo just yet. It's a lean for me, but I'm leaning Clemson, even though they've had trouble with Pitt in the past. Yeah, I, um, I like the total better in this game. I mean, I, I don't know why. I mean, I just, when I looked at it, I, I, I couldn't make a case for either side. I mean, I would have to take Pittsburgh. It's 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 probably the biggest game that Pitts had since Tony Dorsett, and it is at home. Um, but you know, I didn't go back and look. But the the preseason look ahead line here, I'm sure, did not have the Panthers favored. Um, people kept waiting for Clemson's offense to show something, uh, and and now I have to think a lot of people think that Clemson's offense is people's auto fade, and you know, we all know about Pickett and the Panthers' offense. Um, but they did lose to Western Michigan and allow 44 points at home. They did allow Tennessee to score 34, and they did allow Georgia Tech of all teams to throw for 359 yards. So I keep coming back to, to revenge for Pitt. You know, Clemson beat them 52-7 to last year. So, you know, while I respect the Panthers' offense, I don't have a lot of respect for their defense. Uh, I think Clemson should be able to at least play a little bit looser now that you know, the writings on the wall for their season. Uh, and Clemson did let Syracuse in the end zone a couple of times, which kind of surprised me. So, you know, that totals up from its opener, which I, I didn't expect. And with a large percentage of tickets on the under, a large percentage of money on the over, um, I'm going with my work and the money. I like the over in this game, believe it or not. Yeah, I agree with you on that. And I was actually leaning that way as well. Um, that's another reason why I like Clemson. I mean, for me, Dabo is obviously one of the best in the country. Uh, Venables there does a 1,000% amazing job with his defense, no matter who he has. I know that they've showed a little bit of cracks um, in the last couple of weeks. But ultimately, this is Clemson. I saw that idiot Feinbaum, and I'm sorry if I offend anybody, but he's on ESPN or Fox or whatever he is. You know who I'm talking about. And, you know, he made the comment that the Dabo uh, legacy is over. It's over because of this. I'm not ready to throw them all the way down the stairs just yet. Um, I think this is a motivated team. 
Um, and I think when they see that they're finally for the first time in Lord knows how long, when it's not, you know, coming to an Alabama or a, a Georgia type team, they're underdogs. I think that's going to fire them up. And with this total um, creeping up and you liking me over, I just think Clemson's going to find a way. Um, you know, I just don't think they could be this bad for this long, even though I do really like Pitt and I like what they've done over um, the course of the season. But I mean, I don't know. I know it's pit or nothing for you. I'm not ready to give up on Dabo. Maybe that's just me thinking a little nostalgically. Um, but uh, crazy, though, like I said, um, the public's on pit here. Um, you think they've caught up with all this, or do you think that uh, Clemson has a uh, way of making it right again? Well, I think that goes back to what I said earlier, that you know Clemson's, especially their offense, is, is the auto fade right now. But um, I – I do like Pittsburgh for another reason, you know, I mean, Pickett is playing really well. I think he's thrown 21 touchdowns to only one interception. And you look at the Heisman odds right now, I think he's like sixth or seventh or something. And, you know, this was a kid that nobody was talking about in August or, or, uh, you know, some people were, but not many. So part of me thinks that this could be a Pickett showcase, or at least they see it as that. Um, obviously it's, it's revenge for last year and probably many other years. If you want to look back, um, it's at home. It, as I said, it's a, it's a massive game for Pittsburgh. They can win the ACC. And I think at the same time, they have to be thinking, you know, with, with Pickett's kind of meteoric rise up the odds board in the Heisman, you know, maybe he's thinking, you know, um, that's a, that's a, that's a cool thing. And it's also potentially a, a windfall financial thing if he can keep it up and, you know, obviously get drafted higher and, and, you know, get NIL deals or whatever you, whatever have you. And so uh, that's all the reasons why I, I can't take Clemson and, you know, I know I get it. Uh, and I could have made a case for either side, but, you know, I guess uh, if you, if you want to break it down, it's three. So they're saying these teams are even on a neutral field. And I'm not sure they are. Yeah, I'm not going to disagree with you there. But the only thing that I will disagree with you is I think that um, Dabo is a huge motivator. And I believe this game is just as important to Clemson as it is to Pitt. Obviously, historically, no. But to the people in the program, maybe so. Just my opinion. Next game, Uncle Dave, we have number two, San Diego State. They're 6-0 and undefeated in the AP poll for the second week straight. They're going to unranked Air Force, who is six and one. Opening line, Air Force minus four, over under 41 and a half. Current line, Air Force minus three and a half, over under 39. Uncle Dave, nobody watches Air Force for the most part. Um, and I don't really blame them, but they actually hold one of the best rushing attacks in the nation. They average 336 yards per game on the ground and only throw for 79. They're built to win big games. I like them. I like the under. Could be square, but uh, that's where I'm going. What about you? Yeah, I mean, here we have another one where we have an unranked team favored over a ranked team. And, you know, I don't like giving up more than a field goal than a game, you know, we know is going to be a defensive battle. And, of course, with that total sitting at only 40, maybe even less now, um, giving up three is, is a big deal. I was somewhat surprised to see that these teams haven't met since 2018. So I, I can't draw in too many recent games, which that is a fairly big part of my handicap. Um, 
What I don't like about the Aztecs is not last week's San Jose State game, although it's a factor. Um, it's the fact that they're 117th and third down conversions, which to me is almost unbettable, especially on the road. You know, you can't win without the ball. And as you said, uh, you know, Air Force has a pretty pretty dynamic rushing defense and, and San Diego State does not have an air attack. So, you know, the only good team that, that the Aztecs have played is Utah. And although they won that game, you know, they let the Utes score 31 points and typically San Diego State doesn't let anybody. And you know, I almost wish Air Force didn't win at Boise last week, but they did win at Boise last week. You know, I don't like it because we might have got, you know, a little bit better number here. Uh, neither team turns the ball over. Both teams have been able to, been able to create a few. Um, both teams kind of suck uh, on field goals. So I think taking that under is probably the right thing to do. And if I bet aside, I think what I'm going to do is wait uh, and look to bet on Air Force in the second half, uh, especially if it's, you know, close or maybe even the Aztecs have a little lead because, you know, I just love these altitude teams against sea level teams as games wear on. I, I think that's, you know, I mean, it's, it's always a factor, but I think it's a little bit of an underrated factor. Uh, and people think about, you know, Denver, but, you know, Air Force, I believe, I believe is even a higher elevation. If not, it's pretty damn close. So I, I would agree with the under, I would like a little better number. And I think, uh, I think that I'll be looking to make a second half bet on air force. Yeah. I was about, I was going to bring up, um, uh, the altitude as well. You're getting a California team that not only, like you said, didn't really, um, meet the standards against a really bad San Jose state team last week. They also played six quarters. I mean, double overtime. I know it's not a full quarter, but it's still extra. It's taxing going back to week two, that Utah game was a three overtime game. Um, they're finally in the AP pool. Like I talk about, uh, air force doesn't get big, many big games, uncle Dave, this is a six thirty start They're at home. I think they're going to be fired up and the biggest, um, flex you could ever have as a football team is when the other team knows what you're going to do and they can't stop it. We know what Air Force is going to do. They're going to establish dominance on the ground. Um, I really, really like this game. This is more of a like than a lean for me. I think they're going to establish the dominance on the ground. I think they're going to lean on them. And then I think the altitude is going to be the knockout punch, which is what I'm sure you're referring to as why you like them in the second half more, correct? Yes, sir. So with, with all that being said, um, the number did come down a touch. I don't mind waiting a little longer to bet it. I already bet it now. If it gets under three, I'm going to double up. Um, good good uh, strategy there, Uncle Dave? Yeah, I, th- I think probably so. The only thing that I would would make me hesitate is that it will take a fair bit of money to move that under three. Yeah, I, I don't e- think it's getting there. I.e. off a key. Now, well, I'm just, you know, I'm, I'm thinking as you're talking, and that would – potentially concern me in that you know they it would take so much money and it's so late in the betting cycle it, you know that money would have to be for real sure. you know i guess i guess this is one of those games that you know we talk about this all the time teasing college football and you know i just don't do it but if you were going to uh in a game that's going to see 40-ish points you know teasing san diego state to to nine or whatever the whatever the your book's number has is probably not the worst bet in the world. And no, I don't recommend it, but you know, if everybody did what I recommended, this would be very boring. 
<laughs> well, I think that they take everything, digest it, and then at the end of the day, you know, you can't uh, put the bet in for them. But um, that's good, Steve. I'll actually be looking forward to this game. It's going to be on TV. It's a couple teams I don't get to watch very often, and I think this game will consume my evening. Uh, so um, it's going to be a good one. My my wife and kid are out of town, Uncle Dave. I'm going to be alone. Well, I don't get that luxury too often. Um, but, uh, and especially not this weekend, I think, uh, I think I have a, a church thing most of the day Saturday. So amen, amen. maybe, maybe I'll get some sympathy votes later in the day. Well, let me ask you this, if you're open to it and, you know, I got to put you on the spot here to the, whatever, 2,500 listeners we have, uh, how about I just FaceTime you right here in the old basement we can watch the games together. It'd be like we're right next to each other. Well, you know, if I mute it, that might be. (laughs) That would work out just fine for you. Yeah. If I muted it, it might be an option. I mean, I I do have to admit that if I don't feel like going in the other room or I think I might get brief because I'm always in the other room. Um, You know, if I'm in the room with my wife, I, I do watch a fair bit of games on my phone. So it wouldn't wouldn't be a reach. I hear you. I hear you. We're going to move on, Uncle Dave. Number 10, Oregon Ducks. They're 5-1. and one. They're traveling to unranked UCLA, 5-2 and two on the year. Opening line, pick them over under 58. Current line, UCLA minus 2 over under 60 and a half. The Ducks beyond the Ohio State game, which we could argue Ohio State was figuring things out at the time with the new quarterback, yada, yada, yada. I don't think they've been too impressive to me. I mean, I know that they're five and one. They've struggled. They uh, had the Fresno State game. They struggled last week against what I thought was a pretty bad Cal game. Cashed on that one. Nice little pick there. Um, UCLA, on the same point, they don't really blow me away. But when it comes to the uh, Pac-12 conference, they're both just one game out. And this is a big game going towards a, possibly a conference championship. I tend to like UCLA here, a little bit of a revenge factor for Chip Kelly. It seems like the sharp money is on UCLA with the tickets at 50%, 56% on Oregon, while almost close to 80% of the cash on UCLA. You going with the Bruins or the Ducks here, Uncle Dave? Uh, probably neither, to be honest with you. Um... You know, again, um, the higher-ranked team is an underdog. And as of midweek, you're right, the money sure likes UCLA, which I have to admit that surprised me a bit. So, you know, I guess the UCLA win over Stanford was a decent win. Um, And even combined with the LSU win, I I think the loss to Fresno and the bitch-slapping Arizona State put on them, uh, they carry a little more weight with me. Um, and don't forget Oregon beat Fresno. And as you said, let's not forget Oregon did win at Ohio State. And I look back at their schedule, and part of me wondered if that win at Ohio State didn't have them taking themselves a little too seriously, you know, hence the Stanford loss and the rather unimpressive Cal win. Um, but I could maybe point to that Cal win as a flat spot before this game, I, I suppose. Um, you know, both these teams have very good run defenses, but I think both coaches can and will be very creative um, because neither team throws often or particularly well. You know, maybe the Ducks have a slight edge there. Um, and this is another game where the total's gone up quite a bit. And honestly, I think it's based on what Oregon was in the past and what UCLA was supposed to be. Um, with that in mind, and you know where I'm going with this, I'm, I'm leaning to the under, my friend. Yeah, I saw that too. You know, too many times I fell in that trap too. We expected Chip Kelly to bring exactly 
um, what he had going on in Oregon over to UCLA, but it hasn't happened. And then in Oregon, they're just a solid football team. Like, you know, um, they, they can win that big game at Ohio state, like we saw, but at the same time, they never really throttle anybody, at least any good teams. Um, there hasn't been that dominant established, like I'm better than you. I know they're going to, you know, the average person is going to point to Ohio state, but really I don't think people understand what it takes when a, so even the most successful program makes a quarterback change year after year, after year, no matter how high the prospect is, I mean, look at Spencer Rattler in Oklahoma. It just doesn't always fall into place. Um, With that being said, I think, you know, there's a little bit more to prove from Chip Kelly's side. He would love to get this win. The only thing that gives me pause, and I hope you can agree with this, I'd like to know your input, UCLA really doesn't provide any home field advantage for me. I know they've been getting a little bit more people at the games lately, but do you see it being any advantage to the Bruins here playing at home? Because I don't. Well, I, I won't say any, but certainly not your typical, you know, three points are in some college um, atmospheres, maybe even a little more. So, yeah, I mean, I think I think USC even was getting like, you know, 35, 40,000 in a, you know, 190,000 seat stadium, whatever it is. But, you know, I think the one thing, and, and you alluded to it, but the, the one um, variable here might be, you know, a completely intangible, and that's the Chip Kelly factor. You know, uh, you know, he didn't get canned at Oregon. He left on his own to go to the NFL. And, you know, so, you know, I don't think he has a hard-on for Oregon, but, yeah, he'd be motivated to beat him. But I would think that Oregon might be more motivated to beat Chip Kelly than Chip Kelly is to beat Oregon, um, you know. But then again, you know, it has been a while. You know, we don't have the same players there. So, you know, I think that is going to play into this a lot. And I also, I did talk about it, but, you know, Chip Kelly can cause some pretty creative plays and so can Oregon. So, you know, I think it's going to be about play calling because if you look at this on paper, you know, it's strength against strength both ways. And, uh, you know, I think it's going to take something like, uh, creative play calling or special teams or something that's going to really separate this game come the fourth quarter. Now, one thing I've always wanted to ask you, and maybe the listeners don't know, or I'm not sure if they even catch it. Do you know you say Oregon different than anybody I've ever known? Um, but I think people know what I mean. Oregon. Well, well I get is that it. A, is that an East Coast thing? It must be. You're the only person I've ever known to do that. I'd like people to to tweet out to Uncle Dave whether it's Oregon or Oregon. Make sure we put that G O N E. Don't start that shit. <laughs> I don't need my timeline filled up with how my dialect is wrong. If we can get a hashtag going, that would be great. Well, yeah, then I could maybe start trending. And <laughs> yeah, I think the that upside is probably a much higher risk than than the potential downside. Perfect. Okay. I'm just not going to go on Twitter for a week. That's all there is to that. All right. Well, maybe you think I say it weird. Oregon. I'm not sure. I don't don't really think about it, to be honest with you. I understand. I understand. Last game, Uncle Dave, before we get to our bonus segment, which everybody loves, they have to love. Um, but uh, we have unranked USC three and three. They're traveling to number 13, Notre Dame five and one opening line. 
Notre Dame minus six and a half over under 58. Current line, Notre Dame minus six and a half over under 57 and a half. Uncle Dave, all the cash and the tickets are coming in uh, on the Fighting Irish. That line hasn't moved. That tends me to lean to the Trojans. I mean, this is a rivalry game, right? Kind of? Yes? I remember, I remember the Bush push. I was a kid. Now, you were probably in your, I don't know, fifth. Stop it. Oh, well. <laughs> Back up the turnip truck there. Okay. I was 12 years old. All I know is that. Don't, you know, just don't make it ugly. Okay. Okay. Anyways. The line just has the line, the money, everything like that just has me on USC, even though the football tells me that uh, Notre Dame is probably the better team. Yeah, I mean, everyone, I, everyone's going to love Notre Dame. And, you know, I'm not going to say they're wrong, but, you know, if, if I'm, I'm looking at this game, I have to at least look at USC as an option. I mean, you don't just automatically, I don't just take Notre Dame. And, you know, in their, you know, in USC's favor, they had a bye last week, so they got two road wins. You know, albeit over Washington State and Colorado, but it's two road wins. Uh, and the Utah loss was at least to a good team. But, you know, then there's that huge loss at home to Oregon State, which is a little puzzling. But, you know, the Irish had a bye last week as well. So, you know, no real advantage UCLA there. Um, uh, so with an extra week to prepare, uh, I'm thinking perhaps over here. Uh, but the best team Notre Dame faced, uh, Cincinnati beat them. Uh, and they probably shouldn't have beaten Virginia Tech. So, you know, then there's the fact that on the season they average just 2.7 yards per rush, the Irish do. So, you know, when they drop back to pass, they're getting sacked 10% of the time. So, you know, that's a big concern. Um, USC's a pass-first offense. It's with something Notre Dame really hasn't seen much of this year. You know, maybe maybe in the opener against FSU, uh, but that was a game even then that they, that they barely won, and they allowed the Knowles 38 points. So, you know, this might be a rare case for me. Uh, when I can take a primetime game to go over uh, based on all those things. And I, I think it's in part because both teams did have buys last week to prepare offenses. And, and with that said, you know, I don't think Notre Dame can get and maintain margin. So I actually do lean Trojans a little bit here. Yeah, me too. I think they have the better quarterback. Um, like we talked about after that loss, I don't want to say that Notre Dame season's gone, but we worry about motivation. Obviously, they had a clear path. Um, to being in the college football playoffs. They got throttled by Cincinnati. I'm glad that happened because I love Desmond Ritter and I love Cincinnati Pickle and all those guys. Not to get off on a tangent, but um, I don't want to say ever question motivation because obviously these kids want to win. But at the same time, um, USC is playing with nothing to lose. They're three and three. Their coach got fired. They're going to be able to play free if they lose by 14 points. Well, they were expected to. Um, is there any pressure on Notre Dame in the other sense? None. Um, except for the factor that they're favored and they're at home and they should win. I never like to go with that. And with that line not moving at all and the tickets and the cash being on Notre Dame, once again, it causes me to pause and think that maybe somebody who's making the line knows a little bit more than I do. Um, so I'm on USC there at the end of the night. Um, I'm not going to hammer it too big, but if I've had a few cocktails and my wife is gone and I'm up a couple units, I might go a little bit more than normal because I think we all like to get back to our degenerate uh, stages a time or two. Don't you think, Uncle Dave? Oh, you know, I, don't, I never left it. <laughs> Me either. I'm just growing into it. Um, speaking of degenerates, Uncle Dave, we understand that there's people who listen to the pod, uh, myself included, that cannot watch a football game without money on the line. It is impossible. They can't turn on the TV and watch a football game and enjoy it with their wife and their kids and just do it for fun. You know why? Because betting's not fun. 
It's a job. And you have to have money on the line to have any type of fun. Okay? So we're going to go with our pizza bet segment again. I think it was popular last week. Let me rephrase, or rephrase what that actually is for the listeners. Uncle Dave, every now and then, I'll be bored. I'll ask him, hey, what do you got on this? It could be a Thursday, Wednesday, blah, blah, blah. He goes, well, I just got a pizza bet on Pittsburgh. All that means is that he doesn't really love it, but because we're degenerates, we need money on it. We have to have that high. Um, you know, you throw a quarter unit or a half unit on it just for fun. So Uncle Dave's going to throw out a couple pizza bets uh, that he likes for the week. Uncle Dave, take the floor. Pizza bets. Well, uh, let me look at the screen here and see what we can come up with. That looks that looks like I would I would just take blindly. Um, one that you know, and this is good because it's a four o'clock Eastern time game. Um, it'll be on some networks, you know, SEC channel or whatnot. But that's a good time because you know you got your big bet at one of the three thirty games. And then you got another bet at a 7.30 or 8 o'clock game. So this will sort of tie that in and you'll have no downtime. Um, the over in the Mississippi State Vanderbilt game, you know, I'm, I'm looking at that and, you know, all the tickets are on the money. Uh, all the tickets on the money are, are on the under, um, but that total has crept up a couple of points. So that's one. Um, another one that scares me, but the money seems to suggest it is Wisconsin over Purdue. And that game starts at three Eastern or noon Pacific. So maybe you don't have to wait till three 30 to start playing around with something. That's a pizza with pepperoni bet for me, uncle Dave, maybe some breadsticks, well, recency bias, Purdue's fake. Domino's delivers pal. You just ask, um, we deliver whiskey. I, I see an awful lot of, of Purdue love and, and I get it. Um, and, but it surprises me that Wisconsin opened two and a half and it's gone all the way to three and a half. Um, that, that takes some, some serious sharp money. Um, there's, I think DraftKings still has three, uh, and it, it's a, it's a week three and a half at three. I would, I would probably make it a real bet. Um, but that is another one. Let's see. We got to try to find one more. I'll throw out mine that I had circled. And that's, uh... I got one more right here. Okay, go ahead. And this is a 7 p.m. game, so if your other game's over early, it's before the 7.30 or 8 o'clock Eastern time. Um, Nevada plus three and a half at Fresno. And uh, I'm not going to get into the wherefores and the why as is, um, but that is one. I think I actually did bet that game. So that might be a pizza with two toppings. Man, people getting some free premium content here. Uncle, Uncle Dave's reaching into his bag. Uh, no analysis here. I like Army plus three against undefeated Wake Forest. Um, that would be mine that I'm going to get behind. Um, but, Uncle Dave, there we have it. Five games, another great week. Hopefully I get back on my best bet trend. Hopefully the listeners out here make some money. Like we said, guys, this is free content. If you want premium content, please don't forget to go over to thebettingpredators.com. They have picks, props, fantasy advice, season-long, daily fantasy. They have guys over there working extremely hard. Um, you can find Sleepy over there, Smooth. You can find all these guys. They have podcasts on other things as well. Please make sure you give a listen in. And as always, me and Uncle Dave are always going to be back here for free, for free, F-R-E-E. Oh, Remember, I got I got something else for you there, Coach. Okay, go ahead. You know, we're we're learning to be touts, correct? Uh, I'm trying my best. Okay, well, 
forget about the 71% on the best bets. Just forget about it. I got a better one for you. Okay. You started posting on pregame and have some very solid analysis. You're undefeated. Yeah. So far, we got a game tonight. Oh, yeah, I get it. But right now, you're touting undefeated pregame best bet record. Okay. Can I try that again then? Can I try it again? Okay, guys. Listeners. Pick what everyone sells better. It's okay, easy. take two, take two. J-Rod, coach. Look ahead, so here's what you do. You take the 3-0 best bet record and, and, and market it, right? Right. And your 71% uh, college are podcast best bet alone because 100 is better than 71. And then if you start sucking on pregame in the next week, you just forget about it. Because if, if your best bet tonight wins, then you're 75%, six and two on podcast best bets. You've just got to pull out the right subset to make yourself look as good as you can. <laughs> okay. Everybody go follow Coach J-Rod. You can find him in the forums on pregame. He's undefeated. He's 3-0. and That's 100%. That's three units. Never lost, never will going to lose. You can find him with his best bets on the college football podcast here at bettingpredators.com. What did you say? 71%? I'm 71%. So basically, uh, let's see, 100 plus 71. You're winning 171% of the time. There you go, Uncle Dave. Is that good? Um, you, you are a quick study. <laughs> Guys, if you want premium content from Uncle Dave, make sure you go over to pregame.com where he does sell his premium pick. Once again, thanks for listening. Uh, please go follow us on Twitter at CoachJrod1. That's Coach J R O D 1. Uh, the OG himself is Uncle Dave Essler. That's at Dave underscore Essler. Please reach out to us. We always like to interact with everybody who's listening. Thanks again. And Uncle Dave, we will see you next week. Yes? Well, if you're going to keep calling me an OG, <laughs> telling me how young you were when you first saw USC in Notre Dame, sure, sure. I may have to, I may have to reconsider, but I would say at least one more week. Perfect. That's all I could ask for. Um, stop giving me those DNA tests too. I'm done. Oh, you know, I I had to be sure. I, mean, I understand. You know, it's like do do doing due diligence when you're handicapping. Sure. I, I, it's just a thing with me. I don't, you know, I don't throw my weight behind anybody, but I support you. You're a sharp guy with a personality that enjoys doing this. So, you know, um, I just want see the DNA test was actually sort of a it's like a reverse will thing, you know, like I get part of your earnings. Perfect. Sign me up. Rather than you getting part of mine. Ah, no, no, no. You live on that high mountain, Uncle Dave, and I want a piece of it. So, all right, guys. That's all we got. Uh, Good luck this week, and hopefully you tune in next week. We'll see you then.